Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always just. Oh, yeah. And welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Wednesday, April 24th. Our top stories for the day. I'm going to do one about Census Gate. We got new questions coming to the census, probably, and the Democrats are big mad. Fuck yeah. Ooh, a census story. Yes. Stoked. It's been too long. <laughs> God damn it. I love the census. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, it, it's really riveting stuff. Um, Mark is going to tell us about a family operated master's tickets scam. That's right. The family that are scammers together end up in some slammers together. together. Right? <laughs> there you couldn't, go. Couldn't get a good one. Uh, I, I like that. pretty good. I like it's it. men and women, so it's multiple prisons. So no, we so, get it. Yeah. We got yeah. It. All right. Uh, Wes, Wes is going to tell us about Canada's trash in the Philippines. Yeah, they got a big problem, and his name is Duterte. Uh-oh. Don't want to piss him off. No. Uh, and then pal, take us through a lightning round of other headlines. So I bought a handgun specifically so the guys would stop calling me a lib cuck. And I don't have a permit for it. So I'm only allowed to have it on my property, which is a 300 square foot apartment. But let me tell you, before I got my We the People holster, I looked like a real asshole walking patrol on the inner walls of my condo with my SIG and my gym shorts. But that's all changed now. If my dog makes eye contact with me, she immediately rolls over and stays on her back until I've secured the perimeter. We the People holsters offer custom-made holsters, all produced in the U.S. of A. That's right, We the People holsters even have their own 3D design team who measure every micromillimeter of their guns to ensure the perfect fit. These guys have thick-ass glasses, and they know how to use them. Their unique and intuitive clip design also allows for you to easily adjust both the cant and the ride of your holster, so it'll fit comfortably and securely at all times. You must be thinking a holster that could command instant submission from a canine is out of your price range. Well, you're wrong. We the People holsters start at just $37 a piece, so get a couple. I like to think of them as outfits for my gun. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee and ships free. And right now, listeners of Hard Factor can enter WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Factor and enter the promo code Factor at checkout to get 10 bucks off their first holster. That's as low as $37 and shipping is free with an additional 10 bucks off using our promo code. Again, that's WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Factor and promo code Factor at checkout for 10 bucks off. All right, let's get into census gate. Please. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court held oral arguments on Tuesday about whether or not to allow the Trump administration to ask questions about citizenship, citizenship status on the 2020 U.S. census. And uh, you wouldn't believe it, but it looks pretty likely that the Supreme Court's going to allow him to ask the questions. Yeah, they were just spinning basketballs on their hand and playing the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> music and just 
throwing alley oops yeah. to each other. Just slam yeah, exactly. slamming legislation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracking some cold ones right after they did the alley oops. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much what was happening. Initially, uh, the questions being added to the census was blocked in a lower court when they ruled that Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross, uh, the only guy who may look more like a turtle than Mitch McConnell in D.C. I don't buy it. Uh, they said that he didn't state his true intentions uh, when he said that he wanted the information to enforce the Voting Rights Act. Hmm. Um, the judge ruled that Ross was probably trying to discourage participation from filling out the census, thereby underrepresenting Democratic districts, which are uh, heavily you know, uh, minority populated. And then the Democrats would get fewer representatives in Congress. And that's a little sneaky, creative gerrymandering mm-hmm. in the guy right. in the guise of a census upgrade. You know, what, how did how did that judge figure it out? Was it from all Wilbur's chuckling? You up to something, yeah. Wilbur? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, there seems to be some question about uh, how much research did go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. And and that's None. what's happening at the oral arguments, because now the Supreme Court looks ready to rule in Trump's favor with the typical justice justices backing Trump. And that's uh, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. So, yeah, the Beer Brothers. Exactly. Yeah, that's a That's a sweet trio. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good <laughs> yeah. time to be on the court if you're a bro. That is, you want to be in the bar those guys are at. Can we find Rounds out what bar they go to? Bar for free. You know what bar is? We got to go visit that bar. Yeah, camp out. That's true. They definitely drink harder than the RBG led side of. Oh of, yeah, you, know, you want to hang out with the beer bros, get a couple free rounds. <laughs> Ruth Bader smokes trees. That's what I, everyone knows. That <laughs> <laughs> that's how she stays stays so fit. Mm-hmm. Um, Chief Justice Roberts, though, he's probably going to be the swing vote in this ruling. And on Tuesday, he was ruminating about the court's right to question the motives of the Secretary of Commerce when he provided a constitutionally valid reason for adding the questions to the census in the first place. Basically, he's saying, uh, you know, does the court really have uh, the authority or, or is it right for them to question the motives of, of a government official, you know, when they submit a valid request? What? Shouldn't that be Yes. This is so dumb. Who cares? This Who cares dumb. about the fucking census? I care about the census. Why, why do you care about the census? Because it, it's the information lawmakers use to hurl daggers. But how it's, often is it filled out accurately by, like, what is it, 60% of the population but, but fills the point, it out? But the point is if you Why put, do they even have a fucking census? Why don't they just have everyone with a cell phone and, and, like, geolocate how many people in this district have a fucking cell phone in the state? Well, that's a good or, like, question, Facebook. Mark. Why the fuck do they have a goddamn census in 2019? It's, like, the least efficient way to find out how many people are in the fucking locations. It's just, it's just the point is putting the question... <laughs> And there will probably deter a lot of undocumented immigrants. You can put any question you want in the census. I'm not filling it out. I'd rather know how many people are in the country and not care about their immigration status because that helps inform policy. No one fills out the fucking census. I fill out the census. Yeah, you and and, and 50% of the people fill out the census. Well, people used to knock on the door. You think people answered the door when the census people came? Well, I will say this. The census people really have to make an effort to not look like Mormons because if they look like Mormons, no one's answering that door. Whatever. No, definitely not. And a a lot of the census is going to be done online now, so you could probably do it over your phone. Um, If the ruling does go this way, it will be similar to how Chief Justice Roberts handled allowing the travel ban to stand. He basically, you know, he's not saying like, oh, I agree with 
the administration's decision. I just agree that they have the right to make the decision. He was like, man, these, co- these countries are smelly. Chief Justice <laughs> Roberts is the last guy on the tip drill that slams at home. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, tip exactly. drill. But, he, he but Chief Justice him. likes yeah. to go for like an alley-oop. He doesn't yeah. like to slam a jam. He, yeah, he, yeah. Is he the little guy that's kind of amazing he's, that he's He goes for it? a finesse move. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a, a real real quick release like Sean Kemp dunk. Like dunks and, and yeah. immediately, immediately hands off the rim. He's a point guard. He's yeah, a little yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a All right, taking it to the internet. Roberta Freeman says, hope the Supreme Court sees the light. If they blow it, what would happen if we all refuse to answer it? And then uh, Terry Steiger re- responds, Roberta Freeman, nothing, because nothing is not the true. You can skip not true, Terry. Not true. No one fills that fucking thing out. No, it's, no, it is true. If they nothing don't answer the you. question, it still get counted. Right, but that. there's going to be some asshole politician on the floor of the Senate being like, well, this data shows that X, Y, and Z, and if the data is incorrect, then they're using Dude, that as a weapon. You can take data and manipulate it any way you want and have it have it say what you want it to say. No one fills out the fucking census. It's yeah. Well, this as as you guys are, are arguing <laughs> about it, uh, so is the right and the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. The census? He it's protesting. It. We're, ta- we're arguing about the census. All right, Mark, tell us the about uh, the, fa- the master scam. All right. As our intern Cam knows, master's tickets are quite hard to get their hands on. He was there, though, this year, and now he won't take his goddamn master's hat off. It's like the guy went to Tahiti or something. Yeah, yeah. and I, I noticed something. It might be a, a controversial take, but the master's hat is basically like the upper class's way of wearing a Confederate flag. It is. It's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. Hundred percent. When you see a guy with a master's hat that's, on, that's what they mean. Yeah, they mean. Okay. They, they mean. Ouch. If you're homeless, Pride. don't ask a guy with a master's hats on for a buck, because you're not going to get it. You're going to get a lecture. All right. Uh, anyways. <laughs> That's interesting. Anyways, I don't know about that. They've got a lot of money, guys, in Masters hat. Yeah, they're just yeah. not giving it out, bro. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's a funny joke. Teach though. a man. To Anyways, fish. Uh, they it's are joke. they are exclusive and elusive. You just can't buy tickets to the Masters. You must apply for the opportunity to purchase tickets via lottery, and it's like a year in advance. There are a few very rich uh, families that own badges that have been like grandfathered in, and um, they can only be passed down uh, when you die to your. Spouse, if he or she your is a male alive. heir, your first male heir, no, no, yeah, it Caucasian. Should it should, yeah. yeah, I'm glad you're <laughs> grandfather. You think that that would be the case, but it has to be a living spouse. You can't give it to a child. Your, your oh, child, because really? this would yeah. be the ultimate example of grandfather. I think they're in. trying to get rid of the badges, so like eventually, like you know, your spouse. Although these guys probably do have a lot of trophy wives that are younger, but eventually mm-hmm. your spouse dies and these badges go away. You can't give them to. Like they just absorb them and then they go to the lottery. It's a meat market yeah. for trophy yeah. wives, though. So it's hard to get tickets. My point is, it's nearly impossible to get tickets to the Masters. Everyone wants to go, but while most see long odds and lots of disappointment, one Texas family saw opportunity. Hmm. Long way into the story, four members of the Freeman family used uh, stolen identities to cheat the Masters lottery system and then sold the, their illegally obtained tickets for large profits. And I think that's a pretty ironic name, Ooh. considering they're all going to jail. The free- yeah, the Freemans. Yeah, because Pat, what do you say they go for <laughs> on Craigslist? If the, well, so the master tickets face value are 115 bucks, and if they go for on Craigslist about a G, which is like an 870 percent markup. Right. So if you win the lottery yeah. or whatever, you probably pay a 115. But if yeah, you if you don't, buy win, them off, if you don't yeah. win the lottery, you, you can't them. go. It's a thousand bucks if you're scalping them. Right, right. So um, they're facing upwards of 20 years in jail, the Freeman Freeman family. So Stephen Michael Freeman of Katy, Texas, faces charges of conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. His parents. Hold on. Aggravated identity theft? (laughs) Yeah, they were angry. That's my favorite kind of identity theft. It wasn't. Yeah, they didn't (laughs) ask. Give me me that identity. Exactly. I want it. Those are some nice. Those are some nice teeth. Give me your teeth. Uh, His parents, (laughs) Diane Freeman and Stephen Lee Freeman, um, 
which if you were listening earlier, that's the second Stephen, the dad. Oh. But but the dad is spelled S T E V E N, and the son is spelled S T E P P H E N. So that's Stephen. so weird. So that's not ridiculous, right? <laughs> I ca- I ca- that, that guy's always that guy's always getting the questions like, uh, uh, "Hey, are you Steve Stephen Junior? No, nope. yeah. no, I'm, I'm Stephen the Third. Not quite. <laughs> I'm Steve Stephen. I kind of like the move though, because I, I have the same exact first name as my dad, and and like it's gotten confusing many times in life. Yeah, like male. So, oh, so it would be way less different. confusing if you had one letter difference. So just spell right, it so differently. Differently. Yeah. I don't stand in the shadow <laughs> yeah, of that, my father. That won't confuse anyone. Uh, anyways, the, the parents, the son, and the the, the sister Steve. Stefan's sister, Christine, who lives in San Antonio, are all facing the same charges. Uh, the Masters allows for only one entry in, into uh, its ticket lottery system per person. So the Freemans bought bulk mailing lists and just applied for like thousands of actual people using their actual addresses, but submitted like email accounts that they'd created because you can create as many Gmail or Yahoo or whatever the fuck email accounts you want. And then so when, when eventually they obviously won, yeah. they... they they're like cool. This is the most like yeah. niche niche scam I've ever heard of. Like there's, yeah, I think I see some holes. You know where the masters? Oh yeah, the masters. Susceptible. No shit, you see some holes. They still do their books on legal pads in Augusta. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet like, they fill out the census. The perfect storm. Yeah. Well, they're definitely census guys. They, they uh, they're a little bit old fashioned at the masters, <laughs> and they got got. But they did catch the Freeman. So like the last step to the equation is once they get the email. Now they have, you know, these tickets available, but they had to put the people's real addresses at first. So then they Photoshop driver's license and important documents from these people. They got the mailing list things on and said, oh, look, we changed our address. So can mm-hmm. you ship them to this other state? And they then had the ticket shipped to one of their like three houses or like people that they knew. So how many years did it take the masters to catch on that they were shipping like tons of tickets to this? Right. Like how many tickets went to these fucking houses? Like what yeah. they make like what they make like 20 grand off this scam? What are the odds that these people keep moving into this house, this master's house? <laughs> <laughs> so lucky. Uh, yeah, exactly. 2013 to 2017, I imagine they didn't make uh, enough money to go to jail for 20 years. So they're, pro- they're profiting like eight, eighty-five per ticket, probably. Eighty-five hundred or fifty. Yeah, about that. Oh. So if they did ten tickets a year, I mean, twenty tick, twenty tickets a year is seventeen grand. That's a trip to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> they got a free no. trip to Myrtle Beach. Now they're going to eighty-five because it's a thousand bucks a ticket online. And it's one hundred fifteen bucks so, face value. Uh, they weren't doing hundreds of tickets. They were doing like dozens of tickets, probably. So, anyways, take it to the internet. Eric Hartman says, "I have been in the lottery since year one. I believe it was nineteen ninety-five, and I have been chosen only once." <laughs> My children, also golf fans, have been involved with the lottery for close to 10 years now and have yet to be chosen. Then I see something like this and wonder <laughs> if it has affected my chances of getting chosen. I got news for you. <laughs> this guy didn't, guy, definitely. Poor guy's name's Eric Cartman. Yeah, this, guy. this guy didn't get into the college of his choosing for because like, someone just was in a minority or something. They, they, were, prob- they were probably yeah. making 10 or 15 inter- K. Eric Cartman internalizes yeah, yeah, he internalizes. a lot. They're probably making 10 or 15 K a, a season. Yeah, a year. Yeah. Okay, good, good for them. Great, great score. Uh, Anonymous says, for everyone getting upset, most of the cha- most of the charges and time served has more to do with the how than the what. It's not just good tickets, but identity theft and mail fraud. Mm-hmm. Two government agencies that, you can, that can nail you to a cross, the post Ooh. office and the IRS. And then Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Rodriguez goes, you're goddamn right. 
<laughs> I guess he, he agrees. He Never cares. been scared of the post office. Yeah. But. And then Ken live in fear of yeah. the post office yeah. and the IRS. Not exactly on the top of my worry list, but <laughs> the IRS is definitely on top. Newman would have something to say about Very that. Very afraid of the post office. Ken, Ken 202 said in the same tr- thread, um, I hate to agree with Anonymous, but he or she is right. You do not mess with the USPO or the IRS. So Ken, Ken is not one to agree with people, especially if they don't gender identify online, but he can't yeah. argue about the USPO and IRS. Trust me. Those, a, are, those are titans of industry. I had a run-in with the USPS in 82, and it was no fun. Uh, all right, moving on. So, uh, well, guys, Filipino President Rodrigo uh, Duterte, I think I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. who is known for being uh, quite oh, yeah. the combative little pistol, is uh, he's pissed, and he is about ready to declare war on a country. Take a guess which country. His own. No. Uh, no. Canada. We said it in the intro. Oh, oh we did. Canada. Okay. You got it right. <laughs> so he wants Canada and he wants the whole damn thing. Um, so so why Canada? Well, it's because uh, he's tired of taking their shit, literally. So between uh, 2013 and 2014, Canada shipped uh, 103 uh, shipping containers filled with what they said were materials for recycling. And for the past six years, these containers have been rotting at a port in Manila, I believe. But it was discovered that Canada Trash. Canada lied. They just flat out lied, and the containers did not have materials for recycling, um, but rather household garbage. And Duterte, Duterte this, wants it gone. This Filipino port is just like swimming in Tim Hortons coffee cups and maple syrup bottles. Yeah, like so many flies, just, just surgeons. Gloves. Oh my god, so many thank, so, so many so thank bad. you notes, yeah. so many thank you notes in there. Yeah, a lot of thank you notes. Um, <laughs> so he wants it gone within one week, to be exact, or he's going to declare war. On Canada and have Trudeau's ass, uh, oh. whatever that means. It means nothing. So we do really think that he didn't know it was trash. He thought it was recycling. Why, why, were, why are they shipping the yeah, shit why, over there anyway? Why they, were they, they even giving them recycling? They, they. Well, I, I'm sure there's like some agreement they had because uh, they don't have you know, a space they, program. They, they, they paid why. Canada. They paid the Philippines to take their shit. Philippines um, have a great like landfill over there, but it's only for recycling. Yeah, I, that like, small what? country is That's so racist. I don't, I don't it's understand. so it racist. Is, what? I mean, what a move, though. You know, you just pay some like, all right, I'm just going to dump my trash on you. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah, think the U.S. does that? Do we do that? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm sure we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, After reading this story, I'm positive. <laughs> yeah. <that>. I mean, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so back in 2016, a Filipino court ordered that Canada take the trash back. Uh, but of course, Canada has been requesting that they just dispose of the trash there. Like, well, don't you think you could just, you know, take care of it there? Yeah, this will um, blow over, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, across the ocean, eh? like Native American. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, hey, man, it's First Nations country, bro. Yeah. So makes sense. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, so anyway, that's that's not sitting well, Duterte. He's he's just an angry little Who's guy. He's literally a murderer. He's, he's just catching whiffs of trash. Yeah. Every now and then, he, it's pissing him he off. He has reached the end of his rope with Trudeau, um, who, 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 had, who, had, who had promised that Canada was working on a solution to bring the trash back after uh, Trudeau visited the Philippines back in 2017. So he's just been promising Duterte. We're going to get to it. He was like, hey, come here for a second. I want to show you something. Trudeau, is it at the top Are of you my coming to, to get it yet? <laughs> you coming? <laughs> He's yeah. just avoiding yeah. his calls. Trudeau, yeah. He's Trudeau. avoiding Duterte's calls. Yeah. Is, it du- is it Duterte? Hey, tell, tell him I'm busy. Hey, while you're here. Yeah. It's about the trash, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's about the trash. 
I know he's calling about the trash. He's saying it's not about the trash. It's about the trash, <laughs> Diane. Uh, <laughs> Just get him off the phone. Can I cancel uh, my trip to the Philippines? Yeah. So, of course, nothing has happened. Um, actually, Canada uh, actually violated the uh, Basel Convention, which is a 30-year-old treaty that prevents countries from shipping garbage to developing countries without receiving the country's oh, so okay. it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's completely <laughs> illegal. We have to have a treaty for this? Yeah, what yeah. saint invented the Basel Convention? This was a big problem back then. It was a big problem. Raise your hand if you've shipped trash to a third world country. It was just like it started as a prank and then it just got out of hand. I see you in the back, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a, a prank. In a, in a statement given by uh, Feisty Duterte, he said, I want a boat prepared. I will declare war against them. I will advise Canada that your garbage is on the way. Prepare a grand reception. Eat it if you want to. Your garbage is coming home. So, I love it. He just wants a giant boat that, that'll fit all 103 containers, and he wants it yeah. going straight get, to Canada's front doorstep. Yes. That's and a, fitable on a boat. <laughs> and, a, and apparently oh, yeah. Trudeau has been critical sure. of Duterte um, since his presidency, so it's, they've got bad blood. So uh, Duterte is not kidding. He's, he's setting sail. Um, he alternatively may just dump the garbage at the Canadian embassy in uh, Makati, Philippines, which would be uh, tad counterproductive since it's inside his his country still. No, that's awesome. Yeah, you don't you don't know what he's gonna do. Like he's he's unpredictable. He's like an angry like mechanic shop owner that's in charge of an entire country. Canada yeah, better watch like, out. This is like the this is gonna be like that scene at the end of Scarface. There's gonna be a bunch of like sweaty Filipino men in the middle of the night just with bags of trash dropping it on their front doorstep. <laughs> I really hope that they dump it on the embassy's doorstep. I will go to the Philippines if they dump it there. That would be so stupid. Um, Anyway, going to the internet. This is beyond ridiculous, uh, says Stoutmaster. This is beyond ridiculous and can't happen. Uh, Blusterous bravado. If he would actually go to war over 103 containers of garbage, then he is less respectful of his soldiers' lives than he is of a garbage problem. I don't buy it. And then Pac-Man says, wow, you really went out on a limb there. Of course it's not happening. Stoutmeister's a Canadian that has a trip planned to the Philippines later this year, and he's like, fuck. Let's get to some headlines we didn't have time to cover in depth in the lightning round. Living on the edge of a lightning bolt. Oh, yeah! So Hound Lamps, a snitch venture-backed startup company, has created the first dual marijuana and alcohol breathalyzer. Yay. Jerks. The dual breathalyzer will provide law enforcement and employers with an instant analysis on how much THC an individual has in their system. Uh, Pretty clever, Hound Labs, but you snitches are wasting your time and money on your pointless machines because everyone knows you being stoned makes you a better and more focused driver, you idiots. Man, one day we're going to be telling our kids about the days before the weed breathalyzer. That's fucking weed breathalyzer. This thing is going to be terrible. Did you really need to make the machine? Well, don't act like we're not going to buy one and have competitions to see who's who's higher and drunker. We're going to set up a point system. But I already got the breathalyzer. Yeah, so now we need the weed breathalyzer. We need to set up a system where like, you have like a... (laughs) Is it weighted more to be drunker than higher? And We'll figure it out. All right, look, Rebecca Gonzalez of uh, Maricopa, Arizona is due on court on Friday on charges of aggravated assault against her seven-year-old son. She was observed beating her seven-year-old son in a Walmart parking lot, spanking the boy. Not a surprise there. No, not I know. A, not a weird scene in a Walmart parking lot. I One said eight. Yeah. Walmart parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're thinking, guys, but I'm going to take a stand here for Rebecca because it's hard to be a parent, and the PC police have been sticking their big noses into parents' businesses a lot recently. Look, you should be allowed to discipline your child with a little force if the reason is just and you're teaching your child an important lesson. And in this case, the child was being disciplined for deserting his post as a lookout for his grandmother while she shoplifted from the Walmart. Mm. Not acceptable. 
That's 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 unacceptable. That's when, that's beating. When when you make no, it, Wes. When you make a commitment, you follow through on that commitment one hundred ten percent. And this seven year old needs to learn that lesson. All you have is your word and your reputation. Well, that day in that parking lot is a defining moment for that kid's life because he's either going to buy in and be a lifelong criminal, or he's going to be like, I need to get out of this family. So also just a dumb 50, a 50, 50. A seven year old's attention sad. span to like be on the lookout is probably about two minutes inside of a Walmart. Yeah. He's just playing <laughs> with toys. True. Yeah. <laughs> to family everything catches his attention. Tech bro and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey took a closed door meeting with President Trump yesterday. The meeting, which was initiated by the White House, lasted about 30 minutes and reportedly covered the, quote, health of the public conversation on Twitter. Yeah. Many critics took issue with the fact that Dorsey was taking the meeting at all, crying that it would significantly uh, signify a certain level of support for Trump. S- significantly signif- signify? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's alliteration, asshole. Okay. And to them, I say, shut up. Because imagine being Jack Dorsey, and the thing you created has become the mouthpiece for a man who doesn't sleep much, maybe losing his marbles, and has the power to literally destroy the earth with the push of a button. If you're Dorsey, you take that goddamn meeting. If Trump accidentally called Zuckerberg because he was confused about who runs Twitter, Zuckerberg would have taken that meeting. Thank you, Jack Dorsey, for whatever happened yeah. in that meeting. Thank I you. I mean, also, though, imagine the money that they're going to make when Kanye, Jack, and Trump do an apprentice once he's out of office. <laughs> right. You take that's why you take the meeting too. He's your number one client. He's the number one guy on Twitter. He's like, of course, you take the fucking meeting. Take the meeting. You're so happy to take that meeting and keep him happy that you're handing out blue check marks to any intern, Tom, Dick, and Sally that wants it in the office. You're just a real cordial, happy guy, and you, you whatever Trump wants, you yeah, get a check mark. Yeah. You get a check mark. And that's going to do it for yeah. Hard Factor. Still no check mark. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hard Factor News. Oh, and hey, if you have a minute, it would mean an awful lot to us if you could give us a review on iTunes or whichever platform you suck the pod from. It really helps us show the brass at HQ that we should be full-time barstool employees, which I can speak for everyone when I say would really help our general mental health. Mm -hmm. Also, I smoked DMT last night, and I will keep smoking DMT every night until we're made full-time employees. Your move, Dave and Erica. (laughs) Keep an eye out for Cannabis Cup videos this week, and most importantly, have a great fucking day. Do it. You play the guitar on the end.